This is Sam Anderson, lead pastor at Central Church. Thank you for listening to the Central Church Podcast. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. And to keep up with everything happening in our faith community, visit centralchurch.cc. Ephesians 4.29, it's just the overarching verse for this series. And it says this, Ephesians 4.29 says, Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up. Let me say that again. For building others up according to their needs, but that it may benefit those who listen. It's just a great verse to put in our hearts to keep for this series as we remember each week and we look at these different topics. But today I'm going to talk about a subject of complaining. Oh, complaining. Complaining is one of those things that it just happens and we don't even realize. And one of the worst people that I have a problem talking to about with complaining is my mom. My mom is so serious about the words that come out of our mouth. She's so serious. Whenever I would say anything that was like wrong, she would make me get a notebook out and write James 3, the entire chapter, which is all about taming the tongue. And I would have to write it and fill the entire notebook. She was so serious about it. She's so serious about what our words are and what we say to other people. And so Recently, I actually was talking to her on the phone. We went on vacation this past week to Traverse City. It was so fun. But on the way to Traverse City, we're 20 minutes away from the city, and in the forest, our tire goes flat. It was horrible. It was so horrible. But I was like, I could just read Richard's face, and he was not happy. And so I was just trying to be that bright light in this situation, telling him how going to be okay. And he's just like not staring at me, not looking at me. It was tense. Um, So it was just, it was a rough situation. We were 20 miles away from the city and I was like, oh my gosh, can't believe this happened. But we got through it and we got to the city. Well, I called my mom to tell her the story because I'm like, you're my mom. I want to tell you everything. I called her and I'm telling her like, I didn't complain to Richard because I was trying to be like strong for him. But I told my mom, I said, You won't believe what happened to us. Our tire broke. Don't you feel so sorry for me? And oh my gosh, it was horrible right before our vacation. We couldn't eat the whole week because of it, which isn't true. We ate really good. But all these things. And my mom, I'm just, I'm like, mom, I just just can't believe that happened. And my mom goes, well, Carmen, God is so good. What? That is not the answer that I wanted from you, Mom. I wanted you to tell me how bad you felt for me. I had to sit on the side of the road. There was, like, these flies that kept flying around. I just, she didn't, but that's just not my mom. That's not who she is. So she makes me realize how much I complain because she doesn't tolerate it. And she just says no. She'll say something like, God is so good. Are you seeking God? I'm like, Mom, these are not the answers that I want right now. I want you to stew in my complaining with me. I don't want you to say all these positive things. But she's so serious about that. Because here's the thing. We have become people that have made complaining a normal thing. When we talk to somebody, we're really complaining, but we just act like we're just talking about it. Like, oh, my gosh, it's so hot outside. Like, that's a complaint. We put it in our normal conversation, and we just make it this normal thing. Proverbs 18, 21. I love this verse, and it's so good, and it's so real if you just grasp it. It says, the tongue has the power of life and death. Life and death. And death. One of my favorite quotes is this. It says, how 
quickly we would keep our mouths quiet if we realized our tongues were made of glass. How quickly we would be to stop talking and stop complaining if we knew that we were cutting people down with our words, whether it was people, whether it was this world, whatever it is, how quickly we would stop talking. So here's the question for you today while we go into this message. I want you to think about what are you complaining about most in your life right now? There's something. And you might be like, oh, I'm not complaining about anything. But remember what I said that we have made complaining normal talk. So what are those normal things that you've said so many times that's really a complaint that we need to adjust our hearts and adjust our mouths so that we can speak the goodness of God and not speak anything else? What are you complaining about today? Is it your job? Is it your friends? Is it your family? Is it that you're single, forever alone? Is it that you're married? I love you, boo. I'm not, I'm not complaining about you. What is it that you are complaining? Is it your kids? Are they driving you crazy? Is it your parents? Are they nagging you nonstop? What is it that you are complaining about in your life today? Because I hope as we get through this message that you can be encouraged. That as a faith community, we can be encouraged and we can make a difference when we leave this building. That we, our mouths, we would set a higher standard for ourselves and for the ones around us. That we can speak life that, and not speak death. So let's pray and let's get into um, the message today. Dear God, I love you so much. I thank you for today. I thank you for this faith family that we have to share, to worship you, to love you, to have this community. God, I thank you for this message of complaining that as I've been working on it, you've been working on my heart, God. God, I ask that your words would be spoken today, that our ears would be ready to hear and that our hearts would be open to see how complaining affects our life. We love you so much. In Jesus' name, amen. So today we're going to look at one of my favorite, favorite, favorite guys in the Bible. He's my favorite. His name is Paul. You guys know who Paul is? My man Paul, he's so awesome. He's so amazing. Um, if there's anyone in the Bible who could complain, it's definitely Paul. So Paul was formerly known as Saul. He would persecute Christians, and his life completely changed on the road to Damascus. And his life turned 360, and instead of persecuting Christians, he made it his mission and his job in life to tell people the gospel of Jesus. He's amazing. I love him. And so the story of Paul, if there's someone that could complain in the Bible about his life, it would definitely be him. Because in 2 Corinthians 11.25, it goes through this list of things that Paul went through. Because as soon as Paul became a Christian, it just didn't become lollipops and daisies and flowers and candy. No, his life was hard. In 2 Corinthians, it talks about how he got lashes on his back. He was pelted with stones. He was beaten with rods. He got shipwrecked three times. He was gone without food. It even says he was cold and naked. And the list goes on. You can look it up in 2 Corinthians. But if he had a reason to complain, it was definitely Paul. Now, I'm going to go to a passage in Philippians. And in this passage, Paul is writing a letter to Philippi. And he is writing this letter from an interesting place, Rome. Now, Paul wanted to go to Rome because he was like, Rome is like the big city. It's awesome. It's amazing. I'm going to go. I'm going to preach the gospel of Jesus in Rome. And it's just going to be this huge, amazing, awesome thing. But there was a plot twist because when Paul got to Rome, he got arrested. 
He got arrested and he got put into jail for two years and he was in jail to wait his execution. So Paul's complete idea of what Rome was going to be got completely switched and he was in prison. So he's writing this letter to, to Philippi and Philippi, whatever, to these people. And this is what he says in Philippians 2, 14 and 15. Do everything without grumbling or arguing so that you may become blameless and pure, children of God without fault in a warped and crooked generation. Then you will shine among them like the stars in the sky. Another version says, do everything without complaining. Paul is in prison, and he is writing, listen, this was not my plan, but I am not going to complain. I'm going to keep going without complaining and without grumbling. It continues in verse 17 and 18, and it says, but even if I am being poured out like a drink offering on the sacrifice and service coming from your faith, I am glad and rejoice with all of you. So you too should be glad and rejoice with me. I love what the message version says in Philippians. Uh, the end of it, he says, so the first version I read said, so you too should be glad and rejoice with me. But the message version says, whatever you do, don't feel sorry for me. Paul is a G. He was like, listen, whatever you do, don't feel sorry for me. I'm not upset. I'm in prison. I've got beaten. I've been hurt. But don't feel sorry for me because I'm still serving God and I'm still doing this. So he was in the opposite situation, but he was not going to let complaining overcome his circumstance. So I have one point for you guys today that I'm going to tell you, and it's this. If you can't change your circumstance, change your perspective. I'm going to say it again. If you can't change your circumstance, change your perspective. If you're in a situation that you can change, change it. Make it happen. Do the right things that you need to do to get out of that place of complaining and that life of negativity. But if you can't change whatever circumstance you're in, change your perspective. If Paul could have busted out of jail, he should have busted out of jail, but he couldn't. If you have a headache, you take medicine for it. If you need a new job, then you change your job. But if you can't do those things, you have to change your perspective. We have to change what we think about it. We have to change how we approach it. And we have to change what we say about it. What we say about it. Our words are powerful. Our words have life and death. If you are in a situation that is bringing negativity out your mouth and you can change it, do it. But if you can't change it, change your perspective and the way that you look at it. Oh, man, I got to go to work on Monday. It sucks. Change your perspective. I got a job. God is providing for me. I can do all these things. If you're going to a family member's house that is angry and bitter to you and all these things. Man, I don't want to see this family. God, thank you that I have this family that you give me. Change your perspective on life. Change what you think about it. Change how you approach it. And change what you say about it. Our words have the power to bring life and death. You know why we don't see Paul complaining in his story? Because Paul's story is not about Paul. 
one of my favorite quotes that Paul says is he says, it's not me who lives, but Christ in me. It's not me who lives, but Christ in me. The problem is, is our perspective is on ourselves every day. But Paul says, no, 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 it's not me, it's God. So when I'm in this prison, it doesn't matter because I'm still going to point it to God. God is still good. God is still great. Paul's story was never about him. And when you change that in your mind and you realize it's not me, it's Christ in me, that changes your story. That changes the way that you walk out life. That changes the words that you speak. Because you're not speaking your words, you're speaking God's words. Because we are his light. And we go out and we represent him. Not ourselves. We represent Christ. And that was Paul's thing. We don't see him, we don't see him in the verse saying, God, this sucks. That would be really disheartening to read. Like if I was going in like in a really crappy situation and I go to the Bible and Paul's like, this sucks, anguish, despair, turmoil. I'd be like, what in the world? (laughs) But thankfully, we don't serve that God. We serve a God of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, all the fruits. We serve that kind of God. And that is why Paul says, listen, I love the message version. Whatever you do, boo-boo. Sarah, wherever she is. That's how I picture God saying it. Whatever you do, (laughs) boo-boo. Paul, he said, don't feel sorry for me. He said, don't feel sorry for me because it's not me who lives but Christ in me. Change your perspective. If you can't change your circumstance, change your perspective. This part is so good, guys. Paul, like I said, he is my man. I feel like... You, my man, first. But if Paul was alive today, I feel like we'd be best friends. I love Paul. He's so good. His story is so encouraging to me and so inspiring to me. And in Philippians 1, 12 through 13, Paul says this. He says, now I want you to know, brothers and sisters, (laughs) so funny, brothers and sisters, that what has happened to me has actually served to advance the gospel. As a result, it has become clear throughout the whole palace guard and to everyone else that I am in chains for Christ. Let me read that again because it's so good. Now I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that what has happened to me has actually served to advance the gospel. I love the word advance. Advance. As a result, it has become clear throughout the whole palace guard and to everyone else that I am in chains for Christ. Paul was in there and he said, listen, God is still in this. God is still moving. And I am still going to praise him in my circumstance. You see in Acts, it talks about how it wasn't just a normal prison for Paul. Paul just wasn't sitting in prison writing letters. No, he was chained to a Roman guard all day and all night. And he could have been like, dang, I'm an introvert. I don't want to be by nobody. I need to energize myself. This is not my situation. He could have made it, man, this Roman guard watching me. I'm trying to do my business. I mean, I don't know how those looked back then. However that looked 
in there. <laughs> okay, moving on. So listen, he said this, I am in chains for Christ. Because Paul didn't say, oh man, I'm with this guy. He said, listen, every so many hours you give me a new Roman guard. And every so many hours I can tell them how good you are. You thought you chained me up. You thought you brought me down. Oh, no, boo-boo, don't feel sorry for me. You gave me the penthouse. You gave me VIP status. You gave me a Roman gut. Security. Security. Nobody's going to mess with me. He said, listen, I am still advancing the gospel. And the whole palace guard and to everyone else knows that I am chained for Christ. Every few hours, oh, yes, a new guard. Let me, let me tell you a story. They were probably like, oh, gosh, this guy is weird. He is chained up. He's smelly. He's all these things. And he wants to tell me about God still. But the enemy used to make Paul chained and not try to advance the gospel, he said no. But you know why? It's because of his perspective. Because he could have went down there and wallowed and self because I, I would have been like, God, throw me a bone. Throw me a T-bone. Well done, because I don't want no red. This prison food is nasty, but he didn't do that. He changed his perspective. If you can't change your circumstance, Change your what? That was not loud enough. If you can't change your circumstance, change your what? One more time. If you can't change your circumstance, change your? In my mind, I just picture you guys all jumping up at the same time, but I guess that's not going to happen today. So listen. I need to change my perspective and realize this is not kids' church. <laughs> In kids' church, we would have moved like, change your mind and kick or something, you know? It's not kids' church. I have to remember that. <laughs> that is what we do, guys. We get in crunk for Christ over there. Uh, <laughs> that's not my notes. Let's keep going. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, did the inverted whip or something. Um, let's get us back on track. If you can't change your circumstance, change your perspective. So Paul was chained to a Roman soldier. He completely changed his perspective. And he said, don't feel sorry for me. Because I'm going to continue to advance the gospel. What are you chained to today? What are you chained to today that you either need to cut that chain off and change it, but if you can't, I don't know why that was the motion to cut it, or are you going to change your perspective? Because God, one thing I learned from my mom, even though I want her to stew in that complaining with me, one thing I know from my mom is she always says, God is good. She just always taught me that no matter what, God is always good. That his glory far outweighs what we're going through. 
what are you chained to today? Because we're all chained to something. It can sound negative, but we just are. We're either like in a marriage. That's, that's not a good analogy. We're not chained in our marriage. <laughs> two, two chains? I don't know what you're saying. Um, <laughs> but we're chained to something. Our jobs, whatever that is. Our kids, because you ain't, you ain't getting rid of them. Stop complaining about them. Speak life. It's going to change how you see life. It's going to change how you see things. You might be chained to your financial situation, and it might get you down every day. Your job, your health. As the band comes up, I'm going to tell you um, just a quick story about my mom again. My mom, she doesn't complain. It's not her thing. I'm so thankful for that. At times, I'm mad at her because I want her to feel sorry for me, but she always just points me straight back to God. So my mom has had diabetes pretty much since I remember, since I was little. And um, past three years, it was rough. It was really bad. We actually lived in Tampa, Florida, and... We were in Tampa, Florida, and we actually moved back to home to Orlando where, where my family lived, where we grew up, and to be with my mom because she was in a season that was just really hard for her health-wise with her diabetes. She got an infection in her foot because if you know, if you're diabetic, you have to be really careful with your feet. And so um, she got this infection, and it got so bad that she was ridden to a wheelchair. She couldn't walk because it just kept getting worse on her bone and worse on her bone and worse on her bone. About, I saw her, since we moved up to Michigan, I, I haven't, I, she never walked like for those past three years because it was just bad. So um, about a year, almost a year ago now, no, not even a year ago, I don't remember the time, but the doctor said, hey, you got to take the foot off because if we don't take it off, it's just the infection is going to spread, and it's only going to get worse, and it's make, the infection was making her sick, and it just, just wasn't a good situation. It was so hard for me to watch her go through that. I would wake up with her in the morning and take her to infusions at the hospital, and every time she just, <laughs> I was pushing her around, being miserable, pushing her, just being transparent and honest, just, I would have so much resentment, like just pushing her around in this wheelchair, and she didn't look at it that way. She's like, I got a VIP escort behind me, even though I did not want her to see it that way. But I remember when she called me and um, told me that it was going to happen, she said, Carmen, you're taking my foot off. I'm on the other line, like, oh, gosh. Start, I just start crying. Nobody wants, you don't want that for your kids. You don't want that for your mom. You don't want that for, you don't want that for anybody. Have no foot. So she called me and she told me that and I just started crying and it just got quiet because she knew I was crying. And she goes, but Carmen, God is still good. And I just started crying more. I remember Richard was there and he was, I'm like, I don't understand her. I was angry. I don't understand how she can always see it this way. She can't just say how bad this sucks and whatever. She, she just wants to keep pointing me to God. And I just got angry. 
So she said, I'm not worried. God has a plan. Everything's going to be good. Going to get this foot cut off. So we made plans. She was coming off in a few weeks, so we made plans. I would try to fly down. She was supposed to get her her foot taken off, and it got pushed back. So the time I was there, it didn't happen. But when I was there, she was happy. She was full of joy. The doctors came in. She's playing. She's such a jokester. The doctors are coming in. The nurses are coming. She's like, hey. She's, there's this one guy doctor. I remember him. She's like, he's cute, isn't he? I'm like, mom. He's like cleaning her infected foot. She's like, hey. I'm like, not a good look, mom. <laughs> And she used to always, I, when I was there, she'd be like, this is my daughter. I have a granddaughter, Olivia. And I know that when this is all over, I'm going to be back up and running and chasing her, playing with her. I'm not going to be in this wheelchair because the last time Olivia saw her was in a wheelchair, too. Well, her foot got taken off. And she called me the next morning, and I said, how are you doing? Are you okay? Like, just thinking about her. Uh, mentally, and she goes, well, Thumper is good. Who is Thumper? She called her Nub Thump. I'm telling you what, she is something else. She called her leg Thump. She said, it's doing great. She goes, she's, she's FaceTiming me like, look, I can move it. And just being just so crazy and so silly. So um, two clips are going to play above me, and the first clip is when she got her prosthetic for the first time. And I, I said, don't put the audio on, but if you could hear the audio, she was like, ha, 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 like, like doing these, like, weird laughs the whole way across. Uh, she was so excited. And then this next video, this was, she never walked on it before, and this next video was just a few days ago. And don't feel bad for me, boo-boo. Don't feel bad for me. <laughs> My mom today. <laughs> I watched that video about 20 times because I was like, wait, which is the fake one? I don't know. It's the one on the right, in case you're wondering. <laughs> but um, listen, she couldn't change her circumstance, but she changed her perspective. God is so good. His love, dang it, I told you I wasn't going to cry, and here I am. far outweighs what we complain about every day. God is worth more than that. He died so that we can live life abundantly. And every time we spit these complaints out, God said, speak life because I've given you life. Our words have the power of life and death. Stop speaking death over your jobs. Stop speaking death over your kids. Stop speaking death over your marriage. I'm guilty. Stop speaking death. Speak life. Change your perspective. Paul changed his perspective. And even though he did end up being executed, he's partying right now with the king of kings. My mom changed her perspective. 
I, we visited her when she didn't have her prosthetic in the rehab. And there's just tons of people sitting around, just moping, heads down, just depressed. My mom, cue the music, you see me rolling. That's my mom on her wheelchair. They hated, she didn't care. She wasn't gonna let that get her down. She's a thug, you'll meet her one day. She's from the ghettos of Miami. Just side note. Uh, <laughs> change your perspective. What are you chained to today? And what can you turn that to advance the gospel? One of my favorite verses says, don't focus on the things that you see. Focus on the things that are unseen. Because the things that are unseen, or the things that are, are seen, are temporary. But the things that are unseen are eternal. I don't know about you, but I don't want to speak about things that are temporary. I want to speak about things that are eternal, that give life that show God's goodness where you are. Let me tell you this, the job that you work, the marriage that you're in, the people that you encounter, you are there to make a difference. You are there to encourage them in a life that is greater than they can ever imagine because we live in a world of negativity and complaining. We're gonna stop that. Central Church is gonna stop that with our big fat mouths. Take your big fat mouth and go speak life. Take your big fat mouth and go encourage somebody today. Our God is greater. I'm about to sing a song, Davey. Back me up. Our God is greater. <laughs> Our God is stronger. Our God is higher than any other. You walk in that. You know how my mom, I said, I'll, I'll say, uh, I'll say it. <laughs> wow, you see me rolling. Leave today like that. Whatever you're chained to, change your perspective on it. Leave it here. Leave those complaints here. Speak life. It will change how you view life. It will change how you view your husband, how you view your friends, how you view your kids. Stop calling them brats. <laughs> oh, I felt that one. Change your perspective. So this is something my mom does to me on the phone. She says, God is good, and I'll just be quiet. She goes, Carmen, Carmen, you there, Mom? God is good. She's waiting for me to say all the time. <laughs> Literally. Mom, not right now. I just told you how bad life is right now. God is good. So when I say God is good, you say it all the time. Ready? God is good. No, say it like you believe it. And maybe jump. Just kidding. Ready? God is good? All the time. All the time? You guys know it. I'm so, my mom would be so proud. You guys, we live in a beautiful world. Let's choose to see the light and the love that God has given us. Let us, let our mouths and our hearts proclaim his goodness. Let our words speak life to others. He is faithful. He is just. He has you right where he wants you. Just don't be stewing. Just advance. Advance forward with your words. Let's pray. Thank you for listening to the Central Church Podcast. We hope this has encouraged you, inspired you, and you experience life change. 
If you are unable to attend our Sunday gatherings but still want to support this faith community, visit our giving page at centralchurch.cc. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes.